Nancy Kelly Show. Let's have some fun. What a great night last night was. It is a time for celebration today, baby. (laughs) It was much more than Virginia. It was Staten Island. It was the New York City Council. It was Seattle. It was Ohio. Possibly New Jersey. Almost definitely New Jersey with the state pres- with the Senate president. Last night was a great night. And let's just pause everything here for a minute. Yeah, we have a great show tonight. Got all kinds of sound. We are going to, you and I, we're just going to bathe in communist tears all night long. We have sound from all these channels whining about what happened. And we're just going to bathe together. But not together. That... It sounds weird. Never mind. Never mind. But we're going to have a blast tonight. Kira Davis is coming up an hour and a half from now to talk about parents and the power they have from now. All that stuff is good. But let's let's take all this in. It's just you and me. Let's take all this in. A year. It has been a year. Joe Biden got elected a year ago. And during that year, you, as a normal person, You have taken it on the chin day after day after day after day. And I'm not even making a Kamala Harris joke. You've just been taking it on the chin time and time again. Every day you wake up, just like I wake up, because I know what you do. You wake up and you grab your phone. And you start looking through the news, and it's, oh my gosh, there's, a, there's another surge at the border. Oh, geez, they stood down the military for white supremacy? What? Oh, no, Afghanistan, a vaccine mandate. It's been hit after hit after hit after hit, and you get worn down. I get worn down. You can only handle so much bad news before you're all, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm so bored, I'm going to watch soccer. <laughs> Quit, we can make jokes. But it's, it's. It's been a brutal year. However, last night was wonderful, and it was wonderful for a lot of reasons. Yes, it has been a tough year, but last night what you saw, like I said, much more than just Virginia, what you saw last night, that was the night when the bleeding stopped. And no, I'm not going to tell you, we're back. Everything's fine. Obviously, we have mountains to climb, decades of work to do. I'm not saying that. Not naive, not caught up in the moment. It's okay to just sit back and feel good. And the reason I say the bleeding stopped last night was this. Remember, the communist only knows one direction, and that is forward. That's why they've gone so hard for the last year. But... Every member of Congress isn't AOC sitting in a safe seat somewhere. Every member of Congress isn't Ilhan Omar sitting at home with her brother probably in Minneapolis. Every Democrat in Congress loves being in Congress. It's a good life being in Congress. It's a good life. They give you one of those little congressional pins. You get to fly first class most of the time. You got staffers. It's nice having a staff, right? Bob, go get me a coffee. It feels good. You feel important. They want to stay in Congress. They want to stay in Congress, and they're fine going along with all this radical nut job stuff they've been doing until they feel like they can't be in Congress anymore. 
We are about to have a Republican head of the Senate, a Republican president of the Senate in New Jersey. It looks like Phil Murphy, the Democrat, is going to probably pull off the governor's race there, but barely. We almost won that, too. So if you're a Democrat in some district out there, pick your district. We'll just focus on the national ones for a minute. Let's say you're in a district that goes Republican sometimes, Democrats sometimes, one of these purple districts. You are one year away from your election day. You sat back last night and watch Glenn Youngkin not just beat Terry McAuliffe in Virginia, in blue Virginia. Glenn Youngkin blew his doors off. It wasn't even close. Every single measurable had Youngkin blowing him out of the water. Do you know what was happening last night? While you were sitting there cheering at the TV, texting your friends, calling your mom, calling your wife over, calling your husband over, honey, great night. While you were doing that, while I was doing that, do you know what the vulnerable Democrats in Congress were doing last night? Oh, they were texting people too. They were making phone calls too. They were discussing things with their staffers who were in the room too. And they were much, much, much different than the phone calls and text messages and conversations you were having last night. Last night, they were looking around and they were saying to each other, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, this is not good. When you're winning races in New Jersey as a Republican who spent, I believe the number is $153, and he took out an entrenched Democrat who'd been the president of the Senate. That is a big deal. He'd been the president of the Senate for 12 years and a Republican trucker who'd never run for office. By the way, the guy's awesome. Who'd never run for office. He steps up and takes down a juggernaut like Sweeney. That's the president of the Senate in New Jersey. It's a big deal. Democrats across America last night are looking around and they're looking for answers. They're looking for answers. Chris, play me 15. They're looking for answers. I did, I did, get, I did get this bit. I, I thought this bit was entertaining. But right now, the smart Democrats, they're wondering what went wrong. There's something happening out here. It could be just anti-incumbent. I think that's a part of it. But I think that there's something else that's happening. I think that, I think that the Democrats are coming across in ways that we don't recognize that are annoying and offensive um, and seem out of touch in ways that I don't think show up in our feeds when we're looking at at, at our kind of echo chamber. And I think that this is a message here. Oh, it's a message. And I do think it is hilarious. Uh, my, uh, who was it? I forget who said it. Somebody just said it. I don't want to take credit for it. Someone just said it. It's funny watching CNN and Van Jones divorce themselves from this. We come across as annoying. You're the one that comes across as annoying. But he's right. He's right. They do come across as offensive. They do come across as out of touch. It is not a far right. You don't have to be as far right as you are or as far right as I am to not want your kids to learn about transsexuals in school. Parents don't want their kids learning that filth in school. That diagram from that from that library in Loudoun County, that diagram of the, the, the acts, I'm not going to describe them here on the show, that went all over the internet and parents were horrified. My grade schoolers learning this in school? 
Parents don't want their kids learning that white people are evil in school. And that's not a white person thing. Black people don't want their kids learning that crap either. Teach my kids algebra. What happened across the country last night was awesome. And it was big. It was really, really big. I know we have a mountain to climb. We have so much to do. We've got to win midterms in the presidency and school board races. And we have to do this a hundred times before we get back to where we want to go. I'm not naive and I'm not blowing smoke, but I'm telling you, feel good for a day. It's a good day. A really good day. You have been kicked around for a year. A year of loss after loss after loss after loss. Put a smile on your face today. Take your husband out. Take your wife out for dinner. Hang out with the kiddos. Have a glass of wine. Put a smile on your face. Life is good. We had a good night. Celebrate it. Celebrate it. And... I have so much to play for you of the communists whining and crying and it was all racism and everyone's racist and everything's right. Look, let me give you, let me give you just, just a brief little example of what you're going to hear a lot of tonight. It's so glorious. There was all of this, you know, talking about critical race theory and, and representing it as if it was happening in elementary school, which, of course, is not even being taught there. But it's there were a lot of these hot button cultural issues, I think, that um, that that Youngkin was really able to use to his advantage. Um, I don't think that that's right because I think it was misrepresented. But this this is now, I think, also the Republican playbook is is to use these issues to scare people, basically, um, a, a feeling out of control, you know, that, that everything's out of control with their children and they need to be protected from these people with this uh, demagogues and this agenda, right? Yeah, sure. I, let's be clear. Some of it was dog whistle. Yeah. Right? Some of it was... Uh, ra- dog whistle racism, thousand percent. Dog whistle racism. That's how scared they are. All of them going back to the race argument. Oh, it's dog whistle racism. They're misrepresenting it. Suck it, communists. You had a bad night, and now we have a playbook for you. It's going to be a great show tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show. Gosh, I'm so freaking excited. All right, before I get to that, my allergies. Don't exist anymore. Do yours? How are your allergies today? You sniffling? Rubbing your eyes? I know what you're going through. I went through it for most of my life. I used to just tear through the the eye drops when I was a kid because allergies would kill me so bad. I don't have them anymore for one reason and one reason only. Eden Pure Thunderstorm. It works so well. I got one right off the bat put it in my room. My sons stole it because that's what they do. And I had to go buy one. So I bought two more. It takes the odor out of your air and it works so well on allergies. I don't even own allergy medication anymore. That's how amazing it is. You can go get three of these things for under $200 right now. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code Jesse3, that's Jesse in the number three, you get three of them for under 200 bucks. That's $200 in savings. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE3. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And honestly, no disrespect to uh, the great Guns of Roses. Is that a little creepy? 
Is that song creepy? It's sad. It's coming up. It's not his kid. It. You know what? We're not going to go into that. No, Chris. I know. Look, I. We'll we'll dig into the lyrics later. We'll dig into the lyrics later. All right. This is a celebration night. A celebration night. Look, Republicans win four New York City city uh, council seats. We have Murphy possibly going down in New Jersey. Yunkin with a huge win in Virginia. We have a win in Seattle. There are congressional seats won in Ohio. Democrats got pasted last night. Pasted. And, and then and people were going to bring up things like New York City and say, well, it wasn't universal. Let's be honest. New York City is a little ways away from electing a Republican. Let's set that aside for a moment. There were wins last night. And by the way, it wasn't all one big loss. It wasn't all one big loss at all. Vito Facella is the political comeback kid easily winning the race for Staten Island Borough President Tuesday. The seven-term Republican congressman opted not to seek re-election after a drunk driving bus, so on and so forth. Reconciled with his wife, comeback kid, got an endorsement from Trump, boom, win. And defeated a Democrat. So even up in New York, even Staten Island, we're good to go. Now, I I promised celebration. What are the things I love most in life? Everyone knows this. I love talking about myself. I love food. And I love when communists feel pain. So let's just take, let's just take some time. Just you and me, just you and me talking and let's just, Let's bask in the pain of the communists. There was all of this, you know, talking about critical race theory and and representing it as if it was happening in elementary school, which, of course, is not even being taught there. But it's there were a lot of these hot button cultural issues, I think, that um, that that Youngkin was really able to use to his advantage. Um, I don't think that that's right because I think it was misrepresented. But this this is now, I think, also the Republican playbook is is to use these issues to scare people, basically. Hold on, pa- pause really quickly there. Pause really quickly. It was misrepresented. Oh, I'm so sorry. Did the Nazi white supremacists misrepresent your message? Because I... I remember four years of being called a Nazi, a white supremacist, a nationalist, and a fascist. Did the Nazi white, white supremacists not present your message right? I'm so sorry. Continue, Chris. So the Republican playbook is, is to use these issues to scare people, basically, um, a, a feeling out of control, you know, that, that everything's out of control with their children and they need to be protected from these people with this, uh, demagogues and this agenda, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, let's be clear. Some of it was dog whistle. Yeah. Right. Some of it was uh, ra- dog whistle racism. A thousand percent. But, but for a lot of voters, that's not what it was. It was more this this anxiety when it comes to schooling, having had their children out of school for so long. And obviously those not being choices that they made, but that were dictated for them. They may have agreed with them, but many clearly disagreed. Dog whistles, racism, racists around every corner. Let's be honest about what happened last night everywhere. From Virginia to Staten Island, from Seattle to Ohio. 
let's be honest what happened nationwide last night. There are major trends that happen in politics. There are two universal truths in American politics. What are those? When the right gains power, they will be too afraid to use it. And when the communists gain power, they will abuse it because they love using it so much and they'll go way too far and they'll scare the they'll scare everybody to death. This is communism 101 because it's their religion. They can't control themselves. It would never occur to them to back off or slow down. Oh, maybe this looks bad. It just would never even occur to them to, to, to do that. So what happened? What happened? What? Staten Island? Phil Murphy in New Jersey might go down. You realize there's a good chance of that, right? I'm not trying to get your hopes up. Maybe he won't, but he might. How could that happen? It's not complicated. You know how I hate coronavirus lockdowns. That's not exactly news. Everyone knows I hate coronavirus lockdowns. Well, there there is a bright, sunny side to them beside the fact it's going to bring down the United States of America's economy. There is a good part to the lockdowns. You see, this nation, because we are full of disgusting media people and weakling politicians and many citizens who are panicky sheep, we decided we were going to quarantine healthy people when everyone got sick, when a few people got sick. So we quarantined a nation of healthy people. That kicked kids out of school. Well, kids didn't leave school and stop getting educated. Kids now sat right there at the kitchen counter, right there in the living room, right beside mom, right beside dad, and they did school online. Well, these communist educators, they love taking little Johnny away from you. And this starts very early in American schools now. It's not all universities. They love it in the third or fourth grade teaching your child about, hey, kids, you know what America is? Slavery. The slaughter of the Native Americans. The oppression of black people. Anyway, kids, thanks for coming. That was history class. They teach our kids that America sucks. They teach our kids white people are evil. They teach our kids some of the most disgusting, vile stuff you can possibly imagine. Mom was sitting there listening. Dad was sitting there listening. I'm sorry, what? What are you teaching them? All of a sudden, education came home. And the communists didn't have the four walls of a school to protect them from mom and dad anymore. So these communist teachers, when they're up there running their mouths, they were revealing to parents exactly what was going on. I'm not done. Jesse Kelly show. I'm going to get back to this, the, 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 the cause of what happened last night from Staten Island to Virginia. I'm going to get back to the cause of that in just a second. I do think we should give a brief shout out out of respect. Let's give a brief shout out to the commander in chief. At approximately, excuse me, <coughs> I beg your pardon, I swallowed wrong. You'd never catch Kamala swallowing wrong. Now let's move. What, Chris? 
I mean, she knows how to, you know, we're not going to go into that right now. Let's move, let's move back to what they're talking about. Normal people, most normal people, they're not like you. They're not like me. You're a political person. You you could be listening to jazz. You're in, you, you could you have a million music music options, political options, podcast options right now. They're endless. They're endless. I mean, geez, have you ever been to have you ever been to the hinterlands in this country? You ever spend much time out in rural America? I grew up in Montana. In rural Montana, there are ten radio stations. You have options. You're choosing politics. So let's just agree. You're not normal. I'm not normal. We're weirdos together. Normal people don't want to get involved in politics. Normal people want to live the white picket fence existence. They want to go to work. They want to send their kids off to school where they think they'll learn reading, writing, and arithmetic. You know, that's, that's, that's what the normal parent thinks. They want to go to baseball games. Have barbecues. Go to church or synagogue on the weekends. That's what normal people want to do. When you start abusing people's kids, when you start abusing society as a whole, when you start telling normal people they're dirty, ugly racists, you're going to do more than just motivate the other side you're going to give the other side reinforcements. You are. And the communist can't find a way to back off from this ridiculousness, and there's a reason for it. I think we also see the enduring power of the culture wars, and the Republicans are better at playing this game because it's essentially white identity politics. That works for Republicans. We saw it in 2016, uh, and we're seeing it in some of these races now, particularly uh, in the McAuliffe race with the CRT issue uh, in education. Culture wars, white identity politics. Here's, here's the problem for the communists right now, and we can just bathe in this glory. We can bathe in it. The communist has used... American sensibilities against Americans forever. That's why race and racism is so or has been so effective against the right. Because let's be honest, nobody wants to be a racist. Nobody wants to be accused of being a racist. If you, if you accuse someone of racism, they'll, they'll, they'll defend themselves. What? I, I am not. But my friend is black. I, what? It gets to the heart of, of who we are. Americans believe inherently in equality. They do. Americans, have, uh, it's a Judeo-Christian nation. Equality, the golden rule, things like that. And so when you start saying we're racist, it goes after people's values. And communists have been using that forever in this country. The problem is, once again, they couldn't control themselves, and they simply took it too far. They took it too far. It went way beyond, uh, I think black people should be allowed to eat in the same restaurants as everyone else. It went from that to white people are evil. That, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Talk like this creates new reinforcements for the right 
because parents don't want their kids learning this crap in schools. That the coronavirus or that the virus was a very has low was not importance to many yes. of the voters which there. Was it was education, right. which is code for white parents don't like the idea of teaching right. about race. And I mean, unfortunately, race is just the most palpable tool in the toolkit used to be of the Democratic Party back right. in the day when they were Dixiecrats, and now of the Republican Party. It just is powerful. Of course. They don't like teaching about race. And of course, look, that's Joy Ann Reed. She has the IQ of the styrofoam cup of coffee sitting beside me, so we're not going to expect a lot out of Joy Ann Reed. People are fine teaching about race. They're fine learning about slavery. It's part of our history. Let's talk about it. Let's dig into it. People do not want their kids told in school that they're inherently evil because they're white. And you know what? We make this about race. Black parents don't want their kids taught that crap either. That is filth. Don't teach my son math, you losers. But they can't, they can't get over it. And even now, the reaction tells you all you need to know. The communist, he has a lot of advantages. He eats, sleeps, and breathes it. He, he's, he's in it all the way. So he's going to be in it more than you. But because he's in it so deep, he can't ever self-reflect. Listen to these people. I think we know the answer to some of this. I watched Glenn Youngkin's interviews on Fox News, and he did nothing that Claire's... He did not... I mean, he worshipped at the altar of Donald Trump on Fox News. He flew an insurrection flag at his rallies. He simply didn't... He played dumb about a, 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 a Zoom rally. He did not really put much distance between himself and Donald Trump on the big lie or the deadly insurrection in which police officers were maimed by flagpoles. So I think that the, the real ominous thing is that critical race theory, which isn't real, turned the suburbs 15 points to the Trump insurrection endorsed Republican. What do Democrats do about that? 15 points. Turn the suburbs. Now, why, oh, why would the suburbs flip? Anyone know? I'm, look, I'm looking at a headline here. Let's remember, a lot more happened last night than just Virginia. Staten Island, from Democrat to Republican. Why would their suburbs flip? Well, let's examine it. Why do people move to the suburbs? Let's be honest. Let's talk about me. <laughs> What's, what do I love more than talking about me, Chris? <laughs> and seriously, let's talk about me. What, what do I genuinely love? Food. How, how often do we talk about food on the show? It's, it's all the time. We talk about food because I'm a, uh, what does the wife say? I have an unhealthy obsession with it, and that's totally fair. I love food. We have a pizza on the way as we speak. As we speak, there's a pizza coming for me and the fellas. I love to eat. Why do I live in the suburbs of Houston? Why don't I live downtown? There's food everywhere. I'm sitting here. I'm in a skyscraper. I could probably throw a rock and hit 30 restaurants, every different kind, Chinese and, and, and Mexican food and Texas barbecue and anything, anything I wanted, I could walk to it from here. I could walk to it. Why move to the suburbs? Another thing I like, well, everybody likes this, a concert. Now, I admit I don't like quite the same heavy metal concerts I liked when I was a kid. Now that I'm 40, I probably just want to watch some guy strum on a guitar for a little while on the stage like other old people who have to wear glasses. But 
why would I move to the suburbs? All the concerts are down here. If I want to go to a baseball game, it's 45 minutes to an hour away. What I'm getting at is this. People move to the suburbs for one reason and one reason only. Kids. Kids and safety, I should say. But mostly that safety is for the kids. People in the suburbs have children. That's why they're in the suburbs and not in a penthouse apartment somewhere. People will not stand by for their children, not stand by while their children are being abused. Okay, uh, speaking of New Jersey, we're going to step away from Phil Murphy in for just a moment, and we're going to play for you <laughs> one of the great campaign ads ever, and I will explain why in just a second. But first, my pillow. I have been telling you, I've especially been driving this point home for the past, oh, four or five days, that my pillow, if you go to mypillow.com and use the promo code Jesse, you can get Giza Dream Sheets, buy one, get one free. And you know how I've been saying time and time again, limited time, limited time, there is a limited time. I've been repeating that a lot and I've been really emphatic about it and I'm not allowed to tell you why. <clears throat> Before tomorrow, go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code JESSE, and get Giza Dream Sheets. Buy one, get one free. Before tomorrow. Not that I'm telling you anything, okay? Also, you can call 800-845-0544. Promo code JESSE. Get more than one set. They're great Christmas gifts. Hang on. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and it is a night of celebration. A night of celebration. It goes far, far beyond Virginia. I know that's all anybody can talk about right now, and that was huge. Staten Island is big, man. Staten Island is big. What's happening in New Jersey right now is big, is really, really big. And beyond the Phil Murphy race, let's, let's set aside governor of New Jersey here for a second. Let's focus on what has to be the greatest political ad of all time. Hi, I'm Clint Webb, and I'm running for Senate. I have a short cropped haircut, a pretty enough yet accessible looking wife, and a newborn baby that I've dressed in a suit to prove to you that I mean business. For the last 15 years, I've lived my life in such a bland, uncontroversial, and repressed manner that it's almost unnatural. Why? Because I've been preparing to be your representative since I was a child. Most well-adjusted sane men would be hesitant to take a job where their decisions would so drastically affect the lives of so many. But not me. I possess a sort of sociopathic narcissism that makes me think that I should be in charge of everyone. But all of that needs to start here at home, in this beautiful state that I've grown to love since I moved here 18 months ago. Together, we can piggyback some of our state's legitimate needs onto my unquenchable lust for self-glorification. And that's a promise. Here's an unflattering picture of my opponent. Here's a quote of his taken out of context. Oh, and one more thing. I have a dog. I enlisted in the military for the minimum amount of time in a position that would never see combat. Why? 
Well, because it would help me be your senator. I don't make friends. I make acquaintances. All of my motives are ulterior. I'm self-involved to the point of psychosis. My soul is terrifying. And that's leadership. So this November, let's send Washington a message. And what is that message? Hey. Me. <laughs> Chris. Chris, of course, did what he often does and played a bit that I was not calling for. That is, of course, the comedy skit from the great group, The Whitest Kids You Know. And again, rest in peace to their lead man who is dead now. That's a parody ad, and it's the most honest campaign ad ever. No, what I was talking about is this. Ed Durr. Ed Durr. You probably don't know this person's name. The, the chance you know who Ed Durr is, they're about zero. He's a truck driver. He's a New Jersey truck driver. Oh, I, I guess I probably should I probably should adjust that. You can refer to him from now on as New Jersey Senate President Ed Durr. The guy spent a hundred fifty-three dollars on his campaign. Hundred and fifty-three dollars. He was going up against Democrat Senate President Steve Sweeney. Ed Durr's a Republican. The guy's a commercial truck driver. And just took down a 12-year senator. I've been trying to, I've been yelling all day long. I'm glad people were excited across America about Virginia. Man, there's exciting stuff going on in New York and New Jersey. Amazing stuff. I realize Eric Adams won it. Okay, whatever. Dude, this is a big deal. And listen, this is Ed Durr's campaign ad. Chris, we got to get him on. I love this freaking guy. Hello, my name is Edward Durr. I'm running for New Jersey State Senate. I've lived here all my life raising my three kids. In 2020, my opponent sat by and watched as Governor Murphy forced nursing homes to take in COVID-19 patients, resulting in the death of over 8,000 of our seniors. He remained silent as Governor Murphy, with his lockdown and mandates, forced the closing of over one-third of our small businesses, costing New Jersey family thousands of jobs. He has done nothing as seven out of every 10 moves are leaving the state, placing a heavier burden on those of us who remain. The Senate President has spent 20 years in Trenton. Higher taxes, increasing debt, and a rising cost of living. We deserve better. New Jersey, it's time for a change. So together, let's end single party rule. Vote for me, Edward Dare, for Senate. That's him getting on his bike in the end. And this is the best part about that, and I really genuinely mean this. This is a normal guy. You know, I've been screaming all the time about how you need to run for office. And, and, and when people hear that, they look to their left or right, and they, they, they convince themselves why they're not good enough to do it. Oh, I don't know anything about, about running for office. I don't know. Uh, 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 Jesse, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I don't have a degree. I'm just a mom. I'm a stay-at-home mom. Jesse, I'm just a lawyer. Jesse, I'm an electrician. Jesse, I don't... You are what we need. Did you hear that ad? And with all due respect to Ed Durr, and I, I mean this as a compliment, that sounded like an ad that cost $153. The traffic going on in the background and somebody threw some cheesy inspirational music in there, and he obviously is not a guy who's some professional speaker. That's what we need. That kind of guy is what we need. And Chris, I'm dead serious. I want that guy on the show. I do. I'm so impressed by a normal dude, just a normal dude, a truck driver stepping up 
and taking down a juggernaut. Steve Sweeney is a juggernaut. You know how dirty New Jersey is. In case you don't, it's really dirty. And I don't mean that in the normal way. I actually love Jersey. They make the best sandwiches in the United States of America. No one knows. What, Chris? Chris said, why Jersey? See, this is, Chris is a native Texan. And I live in Texas. I live in Texas on purpose. I want to live here. Okay, so this is no disrespect to anyone in Texas. But Texans think that Texas is the only state in the union. Allow me to explain something. Back east, especially if you get up in the northeast, everyone thinks Philly when you think sandwiches, but and Philly does have great ones, but truth is New York City, New Jersey, Ohio, Pittsburgh, northeast does better sandwiches than anywhere else by mile. And I've asked people about this because I was talking to one of my buddies, one of my Jewish buddies the other day about the, the poor bagel situation here, and I know you know that situation, and he said, You're never going to get a good pizza or sandwich or bagel in Texas. Not at the same level you get in the Northeast. And now he swears this is true. I don't know if this is true or not. He said, look, man, it's because of the water. You can take the same recipe all day long straight out of New Jersey and put it in Texas. It won't taste the same, and it's a water thing. That sounds like a bunch of hooey to me, but that's what he swears. Anyway, this is awesome. Ed Durr, this is who you want to be. Good for him. Thank God I'm excited. What a great night. We're not done. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I told you it was going to be a good night tonight. Now, I do have a little bit of breaking news before I get back to wallowing in liberal tears. We actually have to talk about Joe Biden here for a second and whatnot. Before we get to any of that, journalist Jesse is back. Don't roll your eyes, Chris. I'm a hard-hitting journalist, all right? (laughs) No, in all seriousness, I just read it on the internet. AP just just now, I mean, just now called the New Jersey governor race for Phil Murphy. So I think... Obviously, this was huge. The Republican came very close. I know it hurts. Uh, I know we have a bunch of people who listen in Jersey. Jersey people are salt of the earth people, and that freaking sucks because now you know Phil Murphy is going to do what Democrats do, and he's going to take it out on the voters. So I think I think we need our girls, Chris. I think we need our girls one more time. Oh, my God. Hey, how you doing? Oh, my God, Murphy. You how are you doing? such a you're having you fun are... with your family. In the meantime, you're having all kind of other bullshit. Are you no, no, I'm not drunk. As a matter of fact, put your mask on. You can go yourself. How's that? I don't need a mask on. You know why I don't need a mask? Because there ain't nothing like wrong with me. I like your Trump. Phone. You're right. Guess who Trump likes? He likes my dad. Yeah, yeah, he do- no, he doesn't like your phone. Oh, Thank you. Thank you. From us to you, Phil. That's from us to you. Leave our people alone in New Jersey, you scumbag. All right. Now, speaking of New Jersey or New York or California or or, or a blue area you may live, I, there are places all over Colorado like this. This the hardcore blue places. Remember what I've been telling you about what's coming with the whole vaccine mandate stuff. 
Now, before I before I play Joe Biden today, remember I just want to re- want to recap this for everybody. Joe Biden stepped up, and it really was a an over the top move. A lot of people didn't see coming when he announces you have to pass a vaccine mandate for your company if you're over a hundred people. That was a huge step, tyrannical and horrible, but a huge step. Pfizer and the other major major pharmaceutical companies, they have massively ramped up their advertising efforts. They've massively ramped up their lobbying efforts. When you as a company, I know a lot of people don't know and don't care about the inside baseball stuff, but if you're going to advertise on an NFL football game, American Idol, I don't even know if that show's still on TV. You can tell I don't watch TV anymore. But if you're going to advertise on a big show, a big news show, anything, it costs a lot of money, a lot of money to do that. Pfizer advertises on every major news program now, it seems like. They do. We have word, we have news story after news story after news story about them ramping up their lobbying efforts, meaning they're pouring more money into lobbying. I told you, I've been telling you this for a long time, what's coming. On top of the employer vaccine mandate, they are getting ready to mandate this for your children. And I have told you a thousand times, I'm going to say it again. I've never once told you not to get a vaccine, nor would I. You know I am not taking it. I have given you all the reasons why. I'm 40, no pre-existing conditions, not obese. Therefore, I don't get vaccinated for things that don't pose a risk to me. And I definitely don't kneel for tyrants. The second you tried to make me, now I'll never get it. I'll die first before you give me that. But I've never judged anyone else for getting it. I have family members and friends. But half my staff has it, half doesn't. Don't care. Doesn't mean anything to me. You make your choice. I've never told you to get it. I've never told you not to. Do not give that to your child. Do not give that to your child. When I told you the mandates are coming for your children in blue areas, though, I meant what I said. The President of the United States of America stepped up today. That's what he said. Number 16, Chris. Vaccinating our children will help us keep our schools open, keep our kids in the classroom, learning, socializing with their classmates and teachers. I think every reporter in this room who has a child understands the difference of a child going to school and having to learn from home. It matters. FDA just approved all these, quote, child vaccines for kids 5 to 11. That happened a few days ago. A few days ago or last week, I don't know, all the days blend together. The second that happened, I told you, get ready, mandates are coming. Now you have the president stepping up saying this. What you will see next, Chris, go ahead and write this down as I turn out to be right as the oracle again. (laughs) But in all seriousness, what you will see next is a media blitz. You're going to see it from every Tom, Dick, and Harry loser doctor out there. You're going to see it from the CDC director. You're going to see it from everywhere. What is that media blitz going to be? It's going to be how dangerous coronavirus is for your kids. I walked in. uh, The wife was flipping through the channels today, and I just happened to walk by. It was NBC. I wasn't even watching, and it was 30 seconds of, here's this is so dangerous for kids, much more dangerous than people realize. It's the deadliest thing in the world. There's going to be a blitz for how dangerous this is for your kids. What comes next? 
what comes next will be, will absolutely be a mandate for your child in a, if you live in a blue area. And that, that obviously I don't enjoy saying that. I mean, how many listeners do we have in New York and California and, and all these other places? I don't, I don't take pleasure in that, but if you're a parent, I want you to know it's going to be, show me little Johnny's Pfizer pass or he can't come to second grade. Companies do not spend this kind of money for no reason at all. Is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. They don't spend that kind of money out of the good out of just the goodness of their hearts. They spend that kind of money for the same reason any corporation spends money. They expect an ROI, a return on investment. How are they supposed to get that return on investment when 75% of American adults are vaccinated and the other 25% are pretty much firmly dug in at this point in time? You'll chip away at some of them. Well, they need a new customer base. There's only two ways to get that new customer base, and they're going to go after both of them. They need to get children, and they need to make sure you know booster shots are necessary. They're already sprinkling that one out there, too. Well, I mean, it may wear out after six months or a year. Look, it could be a yearly thing. I'm not saying it will. Oh, it's going to be a yearly thing. I promise you that. Do not give that to your child. Do not give it to your child. All right? Just wanted to give everybody a heads up. I do love... (laughs) I I do love some of the cope we saw last night from these people. Uh, Chris, would you do me a favor and play Joe Biden saying, well, I mean, if we'd have just, if we'd have passed my bill, I, I think it would have been, I think it would have, it would have all worked out. Do you take some responsibility and do you think that Terry McAuliffe would have won if your agenda had passed before election day? Well, uh, I think we should have, it should have passed before election day, but I'm not sure that I would be able to have changed the number of very conservative folks who turned out in the red districts who were Trump voters, but maybe, maybe. No, I, I, I know we did, but I, we also, I was running against Donald Trump. Thank you, Mr. President. What should Democrats possibly do differently? Does it, is it just me? I, look, I don't want to be conspiracy theorist, but as we all know, I should have been a secret agent, so I have this ability. What, Chris? I have this ability to pick up on things. Is it just me, or was Joe Biden speaking there as if he was repeating what somebody was saying to him? Isn't it weird how he does that sometimes? Is that odd, Chris? No, I don't want to be. Look, I don't want to be tinfoil on my hat guy. 
We're going to play that again for you in just a second. We're going to play it again in just a second. But it sounded like uh, you heard it. But it was, And you have to know that I didn't. That's weird. That's weird. All right. I'm going to play that for you in just a second. It's time. Put your tinfoil on your head. It's time to decide whether Joe Biden is being prompted as he speaks. All right. There are a lot of cities that are still going nuts out there. You saw what happened in New York. It's it, Things aren't about to improve overnight safety-wise in this country. And look, emotions are running awfully high. You look at the news. You see the violence. When I tell you to get a hero gun, a hero 2020 non-lethal weapon, I'm telling you that because I know the world is going nuts. No, I don't know anything's ever going to happen, and I hope it never does. I'll be frank with you right now. I hope you go buy a hero gun and never use it. I hope it sits and collects dust on your nightstand or in your car. But you might. And if you do, it fires 100-mile-per-hour pepper ball projectiles that are debilitating. Get one for yourself and your spouse and that daughter that's going away to college. Get one. Go to Hero2020.com. That's Hero2020.com. Use the code JESSE for a special discount. State restrictions apply. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and gosh, we have a lot of election stuff. There's even a disastrous military thing to talk about. We have Kira Davis, the great Kira Davis, talking about parents and backlash in about 15 minutes, but we decided to go full tinfoil on our head during the break. Credit where it's due. Chris actually went back and found this. I'm going to play this Biden clip again, and I have to be honest. I don't know what I believe here. We just kind of did this on the fly. We don't plan out the show. But when I, once I played that Biden cut, I could tell Chris was working on something over there. So I figured he was either doing accounting or he was working on something for the show. We played this Biden clip. This was Joe Biden. He was asked about if we'd passed a bill, would it have helped the Democrats last night? This is what he said. And forgetting, forgetting about what he said, listen to how he's talking. Do you take some responsibility, and do you think that Terry McAuliffe would have won if your agenda had passed before election day? Well, uh, I think we should have it should have passed before election day, but I'm not sure that I would be able to have changed the number of very conservative folks who turned out in the red districts who were Trump voters. But maybe, maybe. No, I, I, I know we did, but I, we also, I was running against Donald Trump. Okay, that was Joe Biden. Kind of, kind of a weird cadence when you're talking. Chris does, does some digging during the break. Look at, look, look at us, Chris. We're going we're gonna to be nutball radio here. Chris digs this up. This is from December of 2020. Barack Obama sat down with that idiot Colbert on the Colbert show or Colbert report. I don't know. Nobody watches it anyway. It's what Barack Obama said. What you know now, do you wish like you had a, sec, a, a third term? And I, I used to say, you know what, if, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had a, a, a stand-in, a front man 
or front woman and, and they had an earpiece in and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm-hmm. looking through the stuff and then I could sort of deliver the lines but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony. Wow. I, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> no, by the way, I don't think Barack Obama has, an, has a mouthpiece that he's speaking to Joe Biden. I just thought it was a really cool thing. I thought it was a good find. What if someone does? I mean, the guy sounds like it half the time. All right. Now, there is one thing. It's it's often this is oftentimes the case in life where your greatest strength is also your greatest weakness. It, this this is a fact. It just it is one of those one of those things. Um, you know, myself. You know what? I always love talking about me. So let's just talk about myself. I don't know anything about technology, and I have no interest in learning. Now, that is a huge advantage when you do what I do sometimes. I don't care about what kind of stupid microphone this is. I don't care what kind of headphones they give me. I don't know what they're talking about when they're talking about, well, our internet connection with this city and the connection here and gigahertz and all. I don't know what any of these words mean, nor do I care. It can be a great advantage to have focus like that because all I care about is just doing the show. That's an advantage. I'm focused until something goes wrong. I'm going back to Washington, D.C. next week. The boys aren't coming with me. I have to go back. Well, I get to go back and do a Veterans Day thing where we're honoring the veterans back there at the Lincoln Memorial. be really cool. If something technical goes wrong back there, the show just might go dark on you in the middle of the night. Because I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, Is there an on button? Your greatest strength can be your greatest weakness. The communists. The fact that they never, ever, ever, ever back down. They never slow down. They never back off. They only know offense and aggressive and destroy and destroy and destroy. It is their biggest advantage. Doesn't matter how unappealing they are. They don't care. They'll start a new street group. They'll be protested on your lawn. They'll burn down neighborhoods. They only know forward. Only know forward. It can be their great advantage. But it can also be their great disadvantage. You've seen pundit after pundit after pundit. I've played it for you tonight. I'm going to play more throughout the show. Come on after those losses last night and say, oh, this critical race theory stuff, this is why they won. Republicans are winning the culture war. They're winning the culture culture war, which would tell any sane person, it would tell you, I should probably kind of back off that kind of rhetoric. The Jim Crow, that, that, that stuff's way too far Any sane Democrat would wake up today and think, hmm, I should probably set that aside. That that, that one really cost us. But these people can't help themselves. Chris, play Dome. I'm here today to make very clear that when it comes to voting rights in America, um, it is clear that voting rights are in peril. When we look at laws that are being proposed and being passed in states around our country, The John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act is an act that is deserving of robust debate on the floor of the United States Senate. This is about ensuring with this act that all Americans, wherever they live, whatever the party that they're registered to vote with, will have an unimpeded ability to exercise their voice through their vote. Man, it's brutal hearing her talk. 
Is it not? Look, everything else aside, what I was just saying, is it not brutal hearing her talk? Let's be honest. It wasn't her voice that got her where she's at. But all that aside, immediately, look, we're, we're trying to pass voting rights. How many times have you heard Joe Biden? This is Jim Crow 2.0. They don't know how to stop it. They can't control themselves. And look, maybe I should say this. In their defense, this racism thing has worked for them for years. They've white-guilted their way into more power than they ever imagined. So they don't know how to back off. But they've simply taken this way, way too far. Way too far. These people lost Virginia last night. Remember, they, they got it all. Republicans took it all last night. AG, Lieutenant Governor, all of it. And even still, the next day, they can't stop themselves. We're going to talk to Kira Davis about that next. Hang on. Joining me now, my friend Kira Davis with the jams. Daggone, that brings me back to my childhood. Kira, um, I've been trying to caution everybody today into making t- last night something it wasn't. This was a gigantic win for parents and very little else. Am I wrong? No, I think it is. I think across the country because we need to look. We were focused on Virginia. That was a big race, obviously. But we need to look at what happened across the country. School boards across the country flipped. There were some school boards that went from all Democrat members to all Republican members. There was a young man in New Jersey, Nicholas Seppi. He was a 2020 high school graduate. He had advocated, obviously, to keep the schools open, uh, and New Jersey closed their schools, and he was very angry about that. And so he decided he was going to run for the next school board election, and he won last night. And so he replaced one of the school board members that voted to close down his senior year. I mean, we are looking at parents across the country, uh, not just in Loudoun County, but across the country standing up and going, look, we've not been heard. But worse than that, Jesse, the parents who are advocating for, you know, to be heard for their kids, they're being called horrible things for it. And a lot of these parents aren't Republicans. You know, they're not like you and me. Like, we're used to being called out of our names for all kinds of things. We're used to the accusations. But you're talking about Democrat and liberal parents that are just like, well, I want the school to be open. I, I kind of don't like masks. I'm kind of uncomfortable with this curriculum. And they're, they are thinking they're going to their peers. They think they're going to the people who are on their side. And then those people are going, you're a white supremacist. You know, that, what, a, what an insult. So parents really hit back last night um, and bravo. And we owe this, Jesse, to the parents of Loudoun County. Yep. We owe this to them. Nope. We, we, we really do. And I want to be clear about what Kira Davis, editor-at-large at Red State, just said. We flipped a bunch of school boards across the country. I know that's not sexy. I know you won't see them on the news tonight. That's more important than flipping Congress will ever be. Flipping school boards is how you take back the entire United States of America. I'm so inspired right now, Kira. I'm excited. Yeah, well, that's what we've been saying, right, for the last year and a half. I mean, you and I have had this conversation over and over again. Mm-hmm. We have told people, look, you need to get in the game. You, we, we've, all been, we've all been guilty of it. We've all been sleeping. We've all been thinking that these things are just chugging along while we're concentrating on national politics. 
But that's not what was happening in the Democrats and Socialist Democrats were embedding themselves in our local institutions. And then by the time we looked up, and thank God for Randy Weingarten and the teachers unions, because they're the ones, I think, next to the Loudoun County parents that we have to thank. Because if they hadn't kept our schools closed, we wouldn't, as a nation, as a corporate body, been able to sit with our kids at home, watch them uh, really struggle with online learning, and then see what they were learning. They gave us the opportunity to actually see what they're doing and saying to our kids and what their plans are for our kids. And it turns out most parents aren't comfortable with it. And they really woke us up. So thank you, Randy Weingarten. And, you know, I want to buy that woman a steak. No, 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 no. I don't know if she eats steak. She's probably a vegan. <laughs> Look, Kira, we've both seen her haircut. That's absolutely a vegan. But we're not, we're not you know what? That's main. We're not going into that right now. All right. Kira, going forward, these communists, they don't generally have any other mode but forward. And obviously, maybe I'll give him a day of cope with all this. It was racism. It was all that. I mean, let's just set aside all that garbage. Let's give him a day of coping. Going forward, though, we have a congressional election coming up in a year. I have to assume this is going to scare any sane ones left into turtling up a bit. But I don't know. I don't know if any of them have learned their lesson. <laughs> you know, I'm watching the punditry class last night, and they're still screaming about racism and white supremacy. Today, a little bit, some of them are out there going, well, you know, we didn't message right, which is still not right. <laughs> You're still not getting it. But I saw Stephanie Cutter on TV today saying, one of Obama's old advisors, saying, look, you know, we, we need to let people know that that we do hear them and we're acting like we're not hearing the parents. But Jesse, I remember the day after the 2016 elections and that day when the liberals were apoplectic, all of the punditry class did this whole thing. We're like, you know what? We're really going to make an effort to understand flyover America. We're going to go out to the unwashed masses and see what regular life is like. <laughs> and that lasted for a week. And then we were back to calling Trump voters white supremacists and Nazis and pick your insults. So I have absolutely no faith in the Democrat complex that they will learn anything from this and if we're lucky they won't speaking with kira davis she's the editor at large at red state i remember and for those who don't know what she was talking about i think it was the washington post i forget which publications it was there were a couple of them they were going to go on walkabout and drive through iowa to try to get it and it was the funniest attempt to connect with normal people i've ever seen but kira doesn't this doesn't this get to a problem where all of our media is produced in new york Washington, D.C., or Atlanta, in L.A. But not that there's anything particularly wrong with those places, but these people can't ever see the real world because they never visit it. And unless they seek it out, they'll never have to touch it until it hits them at the, at the ballot box. Right. That's why they never understand us. That's exactly right. Our media is produced by people who live in bubbles, and their bubbles are really comfortable. And they have themselves convinced that they, they have their, their finger on the pulse of the people and they don't. This is what happened to the Never Trump crowd who just lost their minds you know, when Trump won. Even though they were Republicans, they really felt like they had their fingers on the pulse of conservatives and Republicans. And when they found out they didn't, it drove them crazy. These people all live in their own echo chambers. Think about it, Jesse. When people in the middle of the country want to go somewhere, Paris or London or wherever, 
they have to fly to a major airport first to get there. So they usually have to make their way to the coast to get out of the United States. So they get to go to those other cities. They get to see how people live their lives. They have more occasion to understand how those people live in those bubbles than vice versa. The bubble people don't need to fly to Des Moines to go to London. You know what I mean? So they have no, uh, they have no impetus to get to know people who aren't on the coast at all. They don't, they don't even know that there are people who aren't in New York and LA who are artists who are movie makers, who, you know, they don't know those people exist. It's complete ignorance, and we have let the media complex, complex dictate the, these culture wars because they're the ones that get stuff to the page. And the truth is, they're the most ignorant ones of all. They're literally the most ignorant people in the United States. You know, Kira Davis, she is not only with Red State, she is a mother, a mother in California. Kira, I'm sure you've already heard it. Here is the president of the United States today for those who haven't. Vaccinating our children will help us keep our schools open, keep our kids in the classroom, learning, socializing with their classmates and teachers. I think every reporter in this room who has a child understands the difference of a child going to school and having to learn from home. It matters. Kira, even Stevie Wonder can see a vaccine mandate coming for blue states. You're a mom in California. What we in the world a, are you supposed to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. We already have a vaccine mandated drop. Well, CDC just approved one of these vaccines, so it'll drop any day. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, I really don't. All right. I don't. <laughs> Kira Davis, go, go forth and conquer. Go read her stuff at Red State. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jesse. You just, you have to feel for parents like that, right? Parents who think just like I think, and they're stuck in a situation like that. What do you do? All right, I'm going to get to some emails. We're going to get to Heavy D, and we have another military preview that is not good. Not good at all. But let me try to save you some cash first, since we're all apparently going to need some with the way they're spending money. Pure talk. I know you have a wireless network, probably AT&T or Verizon or or T-Mobile. I've had all three of those. I switched to Pure Talk. Not only did I get a steal of a deal on a brand new iPhone 12, I don't throw my money at a company that hates this country anymore. The CEO of Pure Talk is a Vietnam veteran. When you call customer service, they're in America. You're speaking to an American. I can't even tell you how refreshing that is. Oh, and they're just wonderful, too. They have a 30-day risk-free guarantee right now. You have nothing to lose. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk. I did. My whole family did. It's better. The Jesse Kelly Show. It's still real to me, damn it! Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And before I forget, if you miss any part of the show, you can download the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Also, you can email us. Ask Dr. Jesse Friday's coming soon, too. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Remember, all your emails go right to Chris. He prints them out for me. I read them all. 
I'm never going to respond to you. One, I'm very rude. And two, I get way too many. Hey, Oracle of Oracles. I was listening to MSNBC and CNN last night so I could bask in the tears and cranium explosions of commie talking heads. (laughs) And I heard them call McAuliffe's problems in the yet-to-be-announced gubernatorial loss due to multiracial white supremacy. You can't make that up. And he says, I can say his name. That's Mickey in Virginia. They, this is, this is the problem when you're a communist. Again, sometimes your greatest strength is your greatest weakness. The communist always going to the hive mind, not no, they don't want critical thinking. They, they, there's no, there's no room for that in the communist party. There never has been. They always just have you, your only stance on things is whatever the hive mind says. And that's why that's why you ever get an argument with one either online or in real life and they seem to either a change the subject really fast or b lash out. Oh, I think high taxes are really good and you come back and say, "Oh, I think the private sector could keep more of their money." You racist fascist. And you're like, "Whoa, that just went up to 11." Really fa- I don't understand. That's because they don't think. They're not thinking people. The hive mind thinks for them. That actually can be a huge advantage because they don't question orders. You just tell a thousand of them to go charge that machine gun nest and off they go. So it can be a very good thing. The problem is when you have that kind of mindset where you don't, you don't apply critical thinking to anything, the problem with that is you don't know how to apply critical thinking to anything. These people, these American communists, look, listen to this person. Listen, Listen to this person well. Listen to these people. This is not a person, these aren't people capable of thinking. These are people who've been told America's racist and America's racist and America's racist and white people are racist and white people are racist. They don't know how to do anything else. I think we also see the enduring power of the culture wars and the Republicans are better at playing this game because it's essentially white identity politics that works for Republicans. We saw it in 2016 uh, and we're seeing it in some of these races now, particularly uh, in the McAuliffe race with the CRT issue uh, in education. CRT issue. What, so, so tell me, what, what are your thoughts? This is MSC, MSNBC. What are your thoughts on this CRT issue? I think we know the answer to some of this. I watched Glenn Youngkin's interviews on Fox News, and he did nothing that Claire's... He did not... I mean, he worshipped at the altar of Donald Trump on Fox News. He flew an insurrection flag at his rallies. He simply didn't... He played dumb about a, 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 a Zoom rally. He did not really put much distance between himself and Donald Trump on the big lie or the deadly insurrection in which police officers were maimed by flagpoles. So I think that the the real ominous thing is that critical race theory, which isn't real, turned the suburbs 15 points. The insurrection flag, Donald Trump, racism, critical race theory. They only have a few words. They can't stop themselves. What they should be doing today is this. This is what, and look, I'm putting myself in the mind of an evil communist. So let's just say I want to destroy America just like they do. Today, if I was the head of these communists, I would be saying, guys, guys, come on, come in. Everyone gather around a table. I know we have rode that racism horse for a long time. 
That racism horse has gotten us really, really far. We have taken advantage of this Judeo-Christian society that is uniquely susceptible to guilt, and we've ridden that into all kinds of power. It has been good to us. That race card has been good to us. But the horse is gassed, guys. The horse is done. He's done. He can't go anymore. We must pick a different tactic now. We must go with something different if we really want to destroy this country. That's what the communists should be saying. The problem is when you don't develop critical thinkers, when you only have people who do what the hive mind says, it's all they know. They don't know anything else. These people, this is all they are. It's who they are. They're totally irreparably broken. There's something happening out here. It could be just anti-incumbent. I think that's a part of it. But I think that there's something else that's happening. I think that I think that the Democrats are coming across in ways that we don't recognize that are annoying and offensive um, and seem out of touch in ways that I don't think show up in our feeds when we're looking at, at, at our kind of echo chamber. And I think that this is a message here. At least Van Jones can see it. And what Kira, what Kira Davis just said just before this is so right. What she said just before this is so right. All they know are other communists. It's all they live, work, and worship around. They just don't understand how this stuff sounds. That the coronavirus or that the virus was a very has low was not importance to many yes, of the voters there. Was it was education, right. which is code for white parents don't like the idea of teaching right. about race. And I mean, unfortunately... Race is just the most palpable tool in the toolkit. It used to be of the Democratic Party back right. in the day when they were Dixiecrats, and now of the Republican Party. It just is powerful. They can't help themselves. They can't help themselves, no matter what they do. It's all they know. It's all they know. So where do they go from here? This is What happened last night, understand how big that is. All these school boards winning? That means you're getting non-political people involved in politics against you. You don't. You may not realize it. I don't even realize the full scope of it. I've been trying to dig through it all day. We just got. It was. It wasn't an election night. We got reinforcements last night. We've been under the gun, fighting tooth and nail with these communists. Praying for some kind of relief, for some kind of breakthrough. And then like a scene from the movies, we turned around and all these hordes came pouring in behind us to fight on our behalf. These people pushing this communist filth on our kids created a brand new group of activists fighting on our side. That's awesome. That's something to feel good about. Put a smile on your face because I'm about to take it off your face with some military news. Hang on. will in large part determine what happens in 2022, 2024, and on. <laughs> Let's hope Dome is right. What a great night it was. What a great night it was. And we're going to get back to that here in a minute because I have some more about the defund the police stuff. 
I have some more emails, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. But we got to bring it down for a minute because I saw this today. I saw a couple things today, and it brings me back to something we talk often about on the show. Now, you've heard me say a lot of this before, but it's important we say it again and again and again until you tell your friends and they tell their friends until this becomes a serious issue for voters at the polls. You don't want to lose a major war. And we are going to lose a major war. And understand what I mean. I am showing no disrespect to Iraq, Afghanistan, Vietnam, Korea, anything. I'm not showing any disrespect to any of those. But I am saying this to you. You have no idea what losing a major war on your own soil looks like. I don't either. Your parents don't. Their grandparents don't. Nobody in this country has ever lived it. They've, we've never lived it. We are so blessed by God for a, for a variety of reasons, but maybe the number one reason out there, maybe the number one reason out there is oceans, geography. You don't think about that. We like to take all the credit for it, but we have these two big blue things on the east and west side of our country. They keep people away. We are an isolated, for such a huge country, we're geographically isolated. It's kept war from our shores for a long time, a long time. But when war comes home and eventually, look, remember the history of the world says war always comes home eventually. When war comes home, we're talking about watching your cities burn with people inside of them. We're talking about you looking out your window right now, whether that be out in the country or a penthouse in Manhattan and watching enemy armor and enemy troops cruise down your roads. We're talking about prison camps with people you love in them. We're talking about atrocities on your own soil in your own town. I'm not trying to be over the top I'm trying to make sure everyone understands the stakes of losing a major war on your soil. And history says at some point, a major war will come to your soil. And we are not ready. We are not ready. And you can't make military matters be on the forefront of people's minds, especially with everything else going on. You just can't. But I promise you this. I promise you this. When they're bombing Los Angeles, it's going to be on the forefront of everyone's mind. When you're trying to figure out how far away the troops are and if you can get your family out of your home in time and get to safety, you're going to care a lot about this and nothing else. We have a military full of filth, of painted rust. We are painted rust. We have all the pretty equipment, the fancy ships and fancy planes, and there's no question we have the best frontline troops there are. No question. I'm not saying that. Our leadership is such wretched communist filth. We cannot win a major war. 
You understand we are significantly militarily more powerful than Russia, and if we were to go head-to-head with Russia right now, I don't know that we would win. And people will freak out about that, and they'll say I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. The defense secretary shut down the United States of America's military for three weeks to search for white supremacy while China was in the final stages of testing a hypersonic missile that can deliver a nuclear warhead to any place on the planet, and we have no countermeasure to it. Are you awake now? We're making sure people have their pronouns in the military. We have all these guys walking around with masks on. We're making sure we're safe for transgenders. Uh, Are we we too white? Do we have enough women? The army just changed their regulations so women can have better nails. Our generals and admirals suck. They could not possibly win a major war if one was dropped in their lap tomorrow. A lot of that is because of Barack Obama, by the way. Barack Obama got there. I forget what the number is. I think it was 113. I may have that wrong. Barack Obama got there like every communist does and promptly chopped away at every general who had any right-thinking thoughts at all and filled our military leadership with disgusting filth. Now you can minor. You can minor. And what is it? Diversity and inclusion studies. No, not at Berkeley. Not at Berkeley. At West Point. You can minor in diversity and inclusion studies. If I sound upset, it's because I'm trying to get people to understand the desperation of this situation. Here's two headlines for you. Pentagon watchdog finds no negligence in mistaken drone strike that killed Afghan officials. That that killed Afghan civilians. Just to recap this for everybody, we sent a Reaper drone after some people in Afghanistan, quote, in response to the ISIS attack, we drone striked a family of 10, including seven children, adorable little kids. The Pentagon just investigated the military and found no wrongdoing. I'm sorry, but there was somebody's wrongdoing somewhere. When you have no accountability at all, just a big old good old boys club passing cigars around. Woo-hoo-hoo, look how diverse we are. That's how people die. Lots of them. Oh, wait, there's more. Remember that submarine? We covered it just briefly a little bit ago. You remember that submarine? It got in some weird accident and there were injuries over in the South China Sea. Wonder what happened there. It ran into an underwater mountain. We're crashing submarines now into easily avoidable underwater mountains. We had a major fire on a ship, a naval ship in San Diego, parked at the port. $4 billion in damage later, we have an investigation that shows they didn't even sound the fire alarm for 10 minutes. If that fire takes place on that ship in the middle of the Pacific, that's two to 3,000 sailors gone at the bottom of the deep. Here's your latest headline. Royal Marines, those are British Royal Marines, real studs, by the way. 
Royal Marines have forced U.S. troops to surrender just days into a training exercise after eliminating almost the entire unit. British commandos, quote, dominated U.S. forces during the training exercise in California. Oh, wait, there's so much more. I have an Air Force general. We did a big war game, came out, and he said, uh, this was against China, and we got massacred. We have a retiring guy, uh, assistant to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. I forget his exact title. Because he's retiring, retiring, he was allowed to be honest. He flat out came out and said, I am very worried about our ability to defeat China. I'm not going to go on and on and on about this because you can't make people care. I know you care, but the average citizen, you can't make them care. That's, that's what drives me so crazy about this. And I, I probably care so much about it because I do love history, and you know I'm a big geek about it, and I do re- read all the books, and I watch all the documentaries. When I get home tonight, the family will probably be in bed. I'm probably going to watch a documentary about uh, Vietnam or something like that. But I see the next time, the next time you do that, the next time you watch a movie or a documentary or read a book or whatever you do, and it'll probably be a World War II one because they're all about World War II. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but forget about forget about watching it for the same reasons you do. Watch that World War II movie next time from the German perspective. Oh, I understand Germans aren't exactly a sympathetic figure when it comes to World War II. Do try to keep in mind, though, Those weren't card-carrying Nazis in cities like Berlin as the buildings crumbled down around them and they watched their loved ones buried alive or burned to death. And those were oftentimes the lucky ones before the Soviet troops got to town. You don't want to lose a major war, and you definitely don't want to lose one on on your soil, and we're going to. I promise you that. All right. We're going we're gonna to bring it back up here, but I just thought everybody should know. <laughs> All, right. All right. Have you bought any gold yet? Or are you banking on the politicians salvaging the value of that dollar you have in the bank? Please tell me you're not relying on this government or the Fed to preserve the value of your money. They're not going to. Shoot, a conspiracy theorist might even say they're trying to destroy the value of your money. Buy gold from Oxford Gold Group. They will deliver it to your front door. It's not a piece of paper saying you own some gold somewhere. This is gold they will deliver to your front door. 833-995-GOLD. Tell Oxford Jesse told you to call. I know them personally. They will take good care of you. I've sent my own father there. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. Gold will have value a thousand years from now. It's not subject to the whims of Washington. 833-995-GOLD. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I don't think I like that song, Chris. That's not a very good song. Who was that? Who was that? Foo Fighters? Oh, that's why I didn't like it, because Foo Fighters suck. No, no, don't come at me with that. What? I understand Dave Grohl was a founding member of Nirvana. That was back when they, he played good music. And then he played. Then he started the Foo Fighters, and they suck. You can email the Jesse Kelly Show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Remember, I've been telling you to smile. Put a smile on your face. 
My buddy Benny Johnson, I need to get Benny on. He just put this out there. He, Benny is, in case you don't know him, he just knows a bunch of people in Congress. All right, he, we, we, He's helpful for information for sure. He's had a bunch of calls with members of Congress this morning. Three takeaways. Get ready for an avalanche of Democrat retirements, starting with Pelosi. The Biden agenda is dead. No way forward. I'm just reading you what he said. Remember when I, who's been telling you for days now that if the, if last night went the way it went, it was going to be a bigger deal than you think for every single person in the country. I told you these people love being in Congress. When you look at that bloodbath last night, if you're Nancy Pelosi, let's, 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 let's deal with Nancy Pelosi for a moment. Cause how long have you hated Nancy Pelosi? She's just the most loathsome person in the world, and I adore her. Everyone knows that. I adore her, but just because we could use a hundred of her in our party, Nancy Pelosi never backs off, never apologizes, never surrenders through just forward attack mode all the time. I love her, but I realize she's just a loathsome ghoul. I get that. If you're Nancy Pelosi, think about what you're witnessing right now. She barely held on to her speakership. She barely held on to her speakership. People forget that. The the AOC, Cori Bush, radical nut job wing of her party, they almost banded together and bounced her. She barely hung on to that. They have been holding up the Biden agenda with these huge bills they've been passing. It's the radical nutters have been holding up as much as the moderates have because it's not near nut job enough for them. So she can't seem to control them or get them in line. You're Nancy Pelosi. You served with John Adams. You have no reason to still be there anymore. And you know you're about to give up the gavel to Kevin McCarthy. Why bother? Why bother? She's going to walk away. There are going to be a lot of Democrats who walk away. And look, when you're a member of Congress, almost all these people have retirement money, sadly. Almost all these people have retirement money. You're a Democrat member of Congress. You've been there for 10 years, 20 years, sometimes a thousand years. You can see the writing on the wall. Maybe you take a poll out there that shows even if you're not going to lose your next race, you're not going to coast to an easy win like you have been either, like you have been before. You're going to have to actually get out there and campaign and shake hands and kiss babies and act like you actually care about somebody. Chris, yeah, go ahead and get the Gil Fulbright ad ready now that I think about that. You're going to have to pretend like you actually care about somebody. It's just easier to retire. I'm I'm not sitting here tonight. You know I don't do this. I'm happy to bring you the darkness as much as, as much as I feel like it's warranted. I just brought it to you about the military. So I'm not here blowing smoke and telling you all is well. We have a thousand more victories we need to win. But you have a lot to smile about tonight. A lot, including Gil Fulbright with the most honest ad ever. Hi, I'm Gil Fulbright. The people who run my campaign, they've made this commercial, and I'm in it. This campaign, it's not about me. It's about crafting a version of me that'll appeal to you. A version that visits random work sites with paid actors pointing at things. A version of me that doesn't find old people loathsome or pointless. Has a conventionally attractive yet curiously still family. Listening to my constituents, legislating, these are things I don't do. What I do is spend about 70% of my time raising funds for re-election. 
I'd do anything to stay in office. My name's Gil Fulbright, but hell, I'll change my name to Phil Goldbright or Bill Fulbright or fill up my mouth with farts. These are the things that are important to me. And these are the fine people that finance my campaign. Now, in order to do these things, I have to stay in office. And to stay in office, I have to keep these guys happy. Now, if any of these things make these guys unhappy, well, my hands are tied. So come November, the choice is clear. Do you want another spineless mouthpiece for special interest in lobbyists? Or a spineless mouthpiece for special interest in lobbyists? I'm Philip Amalth with Farts, and I approve this message. That is, of course, one of the great parody ads ever. The group was Represent Us. And for all I know, Chris, they're a bunch of communists, but dang, they made a funny ad. <laughs> you have so much to smile about right now. Now, in the coming years, we're going to have some struggles. There's no doubt about that. We're going to have a lot of moments where we question whether it's even worth going. And no, I don't think we're about to take back the federal government. I've never thought that. I've never told you that at all. But I do think the states, the individual states, as was always intended, still have a lot, a lot of salvageability. There are a lot of... If, look, if Virginia can go that hard red, Virginia went hard red. You realize it wasn't just Glenn Youngkin last night. We won lieutenant governor. We won the AG. Even though the, the, the relatively moderate political predictors weren't predicting that. It was a red bloodbath. Virginia is a blue state. And I know Republicans are convincing themselves today. We took it back. No, you didn't. Virginia is a blue state. The communists just managed to make parents so mad they turned it into a red state overnight. The individual states, many of them, not all of them, of course, many of them can be salvaged. You can live in a place that has your values. Your kids can too. You can grow up and build wealth, and your kids can too in an environment that you recognize that's not horrible, that's not all this nasty, filth these cultural Marxists push out all the time. There is hope. It was a good night, a very, very good night. Look, we got a year into the midterms. We have a year. The Biden administration, I don't think they're going to be able to get any major legislation through now. Uh, that last night scared some people. Like I was telling you earlier, while you were texting your buddies all the congratulatory texts, they were texting each other, uh-oh, I don't think we should pass anything now. And that's a good thing. It was a good night. Speaking of lieutenant governors, I'm going to read some of your emails, and I'm going to play you some of the new lieutenant governor from Virginia. This woman is awesome. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And, you know, I told you I bared my soul on here last night about the whole glasses thing, how my eyes are going, and I've had to get them. And I said specifically, do not email me making fun of me because I am a possession of glasses. Now, first email of the day I read, Dear Jesse, four eyes. You know, that's not very nice. That is not very nice. Dear Jesse, four eyes, many guns. Now that you're a bespeckled intellectual and a scholar, oh, Chris, I didn't even think about that angle of it. 
What if I just get smart person looking glasses? Maybe the what? Don't roll your eyes. What about the round ones? All those smart people have the round ones. What? Big nerd ones? What? No, hear me out. I'm going to wear a tweed jacket and get, and no, I am. And I'm going to use a bow tie. I'm going to wear a bow tie and then have those big round nerd glasses. And I'm going to walk around drinking tea with my pinky out. I can do this intellectual thing big time. I'm a super smart person. Now that you are a bespeckled intellectual and scholar, can you please help our Republicans here in Virginia figure out how to use their recently acquired power? Should Republicans do something radical like trying to separate Northern Virginia from the rest of the Commonwealth or abolishing our government school system? Actually, both those things sound awesome. Or should elected Republicans expend all their political capital getting rid of the grocery tax, which was Glenn Youngkin's big campaign promise? Thank you, Jesse, for keeping the right focused on what matters. P.S. I have sent this email to you in bold font, so hopefully you can read it. He actually did, too. That is not nice. That is not nice. The, I have, you're bad people. All of you are bad people, and everybody laughing right now is a bad person. Uh, look, here's, here's the deal. Oh, I, I've, I've said this is a fun. This is a fun day. It's a good night. It's something to be happy about, okay? We still have a long way to go with Republicans. A long way to go. But hear me out. These things don't happen overnight. They are happening. We are remaking the Republican Party slowly but surely. How many weapons-grade losers like Jeff Flake have you seen retire in just the last couple years? That older, spineless loser way of thinking is going away. The problem is it's not going to go away near as fast as you want it to go away. You know what a good solution for that is? You running for office. And I have a bunch of emails in here from people who ran for school board. Jesse, I did what you said. I ran for school board. Jesse, I did, did what you said. I ran for school board and won. I, I can't read all of them. I'm not going to read them on the air. I'm going to tell you this. I'm so freaking proud. I am so proud of you. That is how it's done. It's normal people just like you stepping up in doing something. You went out and did something. The change change happens slowly. I've said this before and people think I'm I'm trying to bring you down. I'm not. I'm trying to bring you up and adjust your expectations. I don't care how old you are. I know we have kids who listen. I don't care if you're 7 or you're 97. You're never going to see final victory over the communists in this country. That took them decades and decades to get to where they are. It's going to take us decades to take it back. I don't say that to dishearten you. I say that so you understand the struggle. The struggle is your existence now. Learn how to enjoy the struggle portion of it because there isn't some final victory where we win this race and all is well. No. If we take back Congress in 2022, and obviously I think we will, If we take back the presidency in 2024, and I don't know, but I hope we will, let's say we do that. Even then, we have mountains to climb, and that's okay. We'll climb them. One school board race at a time. One county commissioner race at a time. One city council race at a time. All right, and briefly, briefly, 
I just want to pay homage to my favorite person in politics. Everyone knows it's Nancy Pelosi. I just just uh, in in light of the word we just got that there's a chance she's going to retire. Chris, would you just play, pay homage to our girl, please? And, and that's why I said that. Yeah. We got it. We got it. <laughs> Thank you all very much. It's going to be a eventful day. Perhaps I'll see you along the way. Hi. <laughs> you know, she is 81, Chris. If I'm ever going to have a beer with that old bird, I better get on it. I, you know, what if, though, what if Nancy Pelosi is one of those women who just drinks you under the table? You know? That's a good point. She's got 81 years of experience. There I am, 6'8", 230. I'll be sitting down. I'm a Marine. I can handle it. I'll be one beer in, and she'll be on number nine. Why don't you drink up, loser? <laughs> All right, enough of that. On top of Glenn Youngkin, there is a firebrand, an absolute firebrand, who got elected lieutenant governor in Virginia last night. Republican woman Marine. Listen to this lady. I am at a loss for words for the first time in my life. You know, I love you too. I'm I'm here because of you. I'm here because you voted for me. I'm here because you put your trust in me. I'm telling you that what you are looking at is the American dream. When my father came to this country, August 11th of 1963, he came and I said to him, but it was such a bad time for us, why did you come? And he said, because America was where the jobs and the opportunities were. And he only came with $1.75, took any job he could find and he put himself through school and started his American dream. I am not even first generation American. When I joined the Marine Corps, I was still a Jamaican. But this country had done so much for me. I was willing, willing to die for this country. Tag on, Chris. Turn it, turn it off before I get up and go join the Marines again. Tell me that isn't inspirational and awesome. Gosh, it's awesome. It's a good, these are good times, all right? Good times. Dear fun-size bearded many guns oracle... When he says fun size, he's referencing the fact I don't buy the full-size candy bars at Halloween, and I've been feeling really guilty about that because they're really expensive, and that's why I haven't bought them. Next year, I'm going to buy them. Next year, I'm going full-size. You should too, Chris. You didn't even want to go mini-size. You wanted to hide in your house with the lights off, so I'm not going to be lectured by you. No one in your neighborhood did it. You wouldn't know. You were hiding inside with the lights off. Anyway. I don't want to hear about how expensive full-size candy bars are when you just spent $1,200 on a silent auction. (laughs) If I was your wife, I would make you sell the items on eBay so you can buy full-size candy bars next year. What, Chris? It's not like his wife listens to the show on radio. (laughs) He said, I can say his name. His name is Grant. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. The silent auction thing, that was a financial hit. That was... I wasn't quite expecting to win all those, and that hurt. It hurt bad. And, yeah, the wife was upset about it. But what's she going to do now, Chris? I've committed. There's nothing to do now. Looks like we're going fishing, baby. (laughs) Dear Dr. Jesse, when you were prepping for the Astros game the other day, 
you mentioned that you might buy some team gear and really play up the whole fan loyalty thing. I didn't end up doing that. I didn't want to spend any money. It got me thinking, when are you going to start selling some Jesse Kelly Show merchandise? I, for one, would love to spend some cash on a T-shirt, bumper sticker, slash beer helmet. And, I, and it would frustrate my dime of a wife because I am to merch tables what you are to menus. I get rowdy on some swag. <laughs> Still love the show. Tell Hebrew Chris I said shalom. Chris, what's that mean to you people? I know it's a greeting, idiot. What does the greeting mean? Oh, it's a blessing. Okay. Well, bless you, Chris. No, not like that. Whatever. Says I can say his name. His name is Jensen. I, we get a lot of requests for, for swag. <sighs> Full disclosure, I started a little shop one time, and there were problems. Don't worry. We're going to start another one. I'll explain what those problems were in just a second. You know who doesn't have problems? My pillow. You see, my pillow, made in the USA, my pillow. You know that company, Mike Lindell, the one who's been taking it on the chin for you and me, fighting the government, fighting against all this election nonsense. I've been telling you that the buy one, get one free deal on Giza Dream Sheets, it's almost gone. Limited time. Remember I've been saying limited time? And I've really been driving that home limited time. Tonight. Tonight. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE for that buy one, get one free Giza Dream Sheets deal. They're the best, look, they're the best sheets out there. You're going to thank me for it anyway. You're really going to thank me if you buy them tonight and not at a later date. MyPillow.com, radio listener specials, promo code JESSE. Or if you're driving, that's fine. Call 800-845-0544. Hang on. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. Don't forget you can email jesse at jessekellyshow.com. And if you missed any part of the show, it's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Just before we came into the break, somebody asked about merchandise, bumper stickers and t-shirts and beer helmets. Of course, you savages would want beer helmets. At some point, we're going to have merchandise. This is what I've run into before when I tried this. I like selling it. I mean, I like that people want to wear it. I like wearing it. we, We had shirts with my face on it. The hardest part, is, and this is really, really sad, is finding stuff that's made in America. And that's important to me. And yet some things, some things, they're impossible. They don't even make them in America. And if you do find one that is, it costs a fortune more. So we had to go with a separate made in America section that costs more. And it's just it's very, very difficult to sell merchandise that's sourced the way I want it sourced. It's it's very hard, and so we're going to work on it. I'm gonna get merch. Uh, we're gonna get merch eventually. It's it's going to happen, just not tomorrow. Jay Steele Kelly the third. One of my favorite things to do on long car car rides is to let my kids scroll back through the history stories and pick one out we can all listen to. They're both entertaining and encouraging. Any update on the new studio and when we can expect some new stories? Keep up the great work. Says I can say his name. His name is Heath. P.S. I hope you're enjoying the cooler weather we've been having. I call it sunroof weather. That's not very nice. That's, not, that's again, another shot at me 
for having a pickup truck that has a sunroof in it. I didn't pick the sunroof. Anyway, uh, one, remember, before the show went super, super national like it is now, the first hour pretty much of every one of my shows was a history story. Just pretty much straight up history. Very little politics in it, if any at all. I would just tell a long story about history. I mean, about everything. Battles and wars and kings and tyrants. And I do cartel stories. Just everything. They were all family friendly, as always. You can listen to all of them with your kids. They're still all available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. And they all have a title on that says history stories, right? Chris, or history lesson? Is it history lesson? Lessons from history. I knew I'd get it eventually, Chris. Lessons from history. And there are a ton of them. There's a year, I think, worth. A year, year and a half worth on there. The, I, I get People really enjoy them. So you can go back and listen to those as far as an update on the new one. They're saying our new studio, they're hoping December. They're hoping December. But the second any construction schedule tells me I'm hoping December, I automatically assume July. Now, I'm obviously kidding, but that's when they're telling. Whenever we get in this fancy new studio, it'll open up more time for me so I can bring back some history. Again, I'm hoping to do it about once a week whenever we get to start that again. All right, Chris, you know what time it is. And now... Here's a headline. By goal, you know the goal, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Another store in San Francisco cuts losses for a predictable reason. Yes, that's right. San Francisco pretty much legalized shoplifting. I'm sure you've seen the videos online. People will just, it's the most unbelievable thing. People will just walk into a Walgreens in San Francisco and they'll just start dumping things in their cart. Just dumping things and lots of things. I don't mean grabbing a candy bar and running out the door. Right in front of the staff and everyone else, they'll pull shopping carts up. And just fill them up and leave. Well, surprise, surprise, stores can't withstand that, and they're leaving. These cities, these defund the police, soft on crime cities now, like San Francisco, they are getting into such a deep sewer, and that sucks. That really, really sucks. Because San Francisco at one point, now, I've never actually been, full disclosure, even though I've been all over, I've never been to San Francisco People used to tell me San Francisco was one of the most beautiful, coolest cities in the country. Now, I've had friends that just moved from there. It's so crime-ridden. People will not only leave no valuables in their car, they will leave their car unlocked so people don't break the window to search for the valuables, and they'll leave signs in the window that say, no values in here, please, or no valuables in here, please don't break my window. Man, what a sewer. How's that communism working out? God's hand is with us. Illegal illegal migrant caravan leaders are issuing violent threats to the U.S. border security. Oh, that pairs nicely with the fact I just read today. Five to 10,000 Border Patrol agents getting ready to be placed on leave because they didn't get vaccinated. Oh, yeah, you didn't think those migrant caravans were going to stop or even slow down, huh? Headline, Pitt students, that's Pitt, Pittsburgh University, want to abolish their community's elementary gifted program. Stop sending your kids to these universities. That's the University of Pittsburgh. And you know I love Pittsburgh. That's pretty much where I'm from. Stop sending your kids to these filthy universities. 
Headline, are Arab Americans people of color? Mayor vote raises the issue. That's the Boston mayoral candidate, Anissa Asabe George. I'm sure I screwed that name up. What, Chris? I don't know how to say words. Anyway, who cares? Are there like five of us in the country who don't obsess about color at all times? And I do think it's hilarious when these people who are obsessed about color, when they get in these little squabbles with other people who are trying to, well, wait a minute, you're not as big of a victim as me. I do. I just, I don't know why I find that funny. Kinder Care wants parents to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion at home with their six-week-old children. Communists do not look at anything or anyone and ever say to themselves, wow, I shouldn't go there. That would be classless. That's out of bounds. I should back off. They don't think in those terms. All right. Told you it was going to be a good night. Put a smile on your face. It's a good, good night. We'll do it again tomorrow. That's all.